Welcome to Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen, a bi-monthly podcast designed to teach the searchers, seekers, and spiritually curious the basics of metaphysics and new thought. They're all about the basics, but they are not basic bitches. Now, here are your hosts, April Dali and Jen Merkel. Hello and welcome to Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen. My name is Jen Merkel. I am a light worker. I'm a transformational life coach and certified hypnosis practitioner. You can sign up for my free wellness newsletter or schedule a free consultation at my website, jenmerkelhypnosis.com. And I'm April Darley. I'm an intuitive mindset coach, and I've got a moon magic guide up for taking. So if you want to sign up at my website, aprildarley.com, and learn all about improving your mindset, plus adding a little practical magic to your life, that's where you want to go. So listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we are going to be talking about the four elements. But before we get into all that, just want to thank you for being here. And especially our loyal listeners, please make sure to whatever platform you're listening to us on, give us a like or a follow or a subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, it'd be great if you could give us a rating and even a review, because all of that really helps us. You know, today, today's our 40th episode. Wow. I can't believe it. We've grown so much. Yes. We're not little babies anymore. <laughs> We're not little podcast babies. Right. So, you know, anything you guys can do to help support us. And you know what else? Tell your friends about us. Share us with your friends because it seems that word of mouth is one of the best ways to learn about podcasts. I know that's how I do most mm -hmm. of the time. So, so please do that. And again, thank you for joining us. So April, hey, what yeah. is going on in April world? All right. So as you longtime listeners know, I like to read a lot. And I've been reading in some different genres, but one of the genres I like to read, don't laugh at me, y'all, it is paranormal romance. Okay. So I came across this series and it's called Dark Fae and there's a spinoff series called Zodiac Academy. And it's by Carolyn Packard and Suzanne Valenti. But the characters are fae and can shapeshift into animals or mythological creatures like wolves, vampires, dragons, griffins, and pegasus. But the coolest thing is that they all have superpowers based on their zodiac sign. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. So since I'm a Taurus as an earth sign, I get this earth power. So that means I can build my own house if I want, make my own jewelry, manifest the best garden in the neighborhood, make but daggers you know, out you, of wood. You can already do that. Like this isn't fiction. Not, like you really can do that stuff, right? Not with the power of my mind alone. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't well, I mean, instantaneously. Like, sure, I could build a house in X amount of months, or sure, I could take build some jewelry in X amount of days, but what about doing it instantly with a power superpower? This is what we're talking about, instantaneous stuff. So anything that would fall into the earth realm is some something I could do. Like, if I wanted to give you a rose, i just grow one out of my hand and hand it to you. Oh, wow. Right? A hand rose. A hand rose. <laughs> so you, as an Aquarius, would get the power of air. So you could levitate, maybe even fly, 
You could make this air shield around you that's like a force field. So if somebody's coming at you, they're just going to bounce off. <laughs> kind of already have that going on, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's all. That's Aquarius for you. Got that shield around me. Don't let anything in. <laughs> so if somebody's bugging you, you could just whoosh, throw your hand out, throw them across the room if you wanted. <laughs> but practical matters is if you got out of the shower, you could dry yourself with your air power. You don't need a towel. Okay. You don't need a hair dryer. Just use your air power, baby. Kind of like being in Arizona again. Just get out of the shower and instantly you're dry. Like get out of the pool. Hey, yes. I don't need a towel. I'm good. That's right. So if you do decide to read these books, so I'm going to give you a trigger warning. So this genre is a little bit unusual and I didn't discover this until I started reading them, but there is a genre called bully romance or like a bully genre. So oh, okay. these books take place in like a prep school where uh, I think the writers are European. So it kind of sounds like what we would call co college. So the characters okay. are generally between like 18 and 25, somewhere in there. So kind of like a junior college or something then, huh? It, it, it It's like the school system doesn't quite match up to what we have here True. in the States, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Got different. It. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there is some bullying there's BDSM, so some Fifty Shades of Grey wow, moments in okay. these books. There's group sex and violence. So hmm. if that's not your jam, you want to pass these by. But I thought the fact of having a superpower based on your zodiac sign was super cool. That is really cool. Yeah. If you've ever seen the movie Avatar, The Last Airbender, or the cartoon Avatar, then it's kind of the same thing. Okay. And I have seen that when that movie Avatar came out, I did see that, but I never saw like The Last Airbender. Is that that's not is that the same thing? Avatar, the the one with the blue face and all that stuff? No, no, this is different. It's yeah, different. I thought so. Yeah, this Cause is the last airbender, I think that's a little older and I have not seen that. Yeah. Now. And you ought to, because it's I like I mean it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie and I happen to like M. Night Shyamalan. But, uh, I mean, he didn't do the best with that movie, but the concept is really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, actually, I, I know that you had mentioned it and I was looking for it and there wasn't anywhere I could, like, there was nowhere to watch it. Mm. Like, it's not on anywhere. And my fallback, and actually not even just my fallback, but where I really like to get movies from is the library. And I could have gotten it there. The only problem is my Blu-ray player broke. Oh. A couple months ago, I think it broke when I moved because I tried working on, you know, like using it and it didn't work. So I, I don't really want to spend 50 bucks for a new no one because like who wants a Blu-ray player nowadays? No. But then again, if I have one, it's nice because I can get movies for free. And that's how mm -hmm. I watched, you know, the uh, Hobbit and all those. Mm -hmm. It was great. Um, that was a big thing during COVID for me mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway. So wow. I'll have to manifest one. Yes. What's up in Gen World? If so, listeners, if any of you follow me on Instagram, if you don't, really head over there. My uh, handle is Life Coach Gen M, as in Jen Merkel. Um, I've been trying to put myself out there. It's cancer season, and one of the lessons of cancer is try not to be in your shell too much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's self protection, and that's important, but also don't do it too much. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put myself out there. I've been inspired by some people um, who've been doing that and they are just fantastic. Um, I've been following these people. And I thought, you know what, I have some thoughts that I want to share. So I thought I'd just put myself out there. So I've been doing lives like uh, three or four times a week, right around midday. A lot of times when I take Karma out for her bathroom break, I'll just pop on a live. And so I was doing that 
on, I think it was Monday, but it is cancer season right now as we're recording this. Although when we um, actually, when the episode drops, I think it would be Leo season by then, but dang, I was just, I started to talk and I just kept getting flooded by all these thoughts. Like the direction the world is going is so upsetting to me. You know, there's so many wrong things happening in the world and starting to get down about it. And like, I literally, I started crying on Instagram live and I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? (laughs) Cancer season. Exactly. I was like, oh my gosh. And I felt so weird, dumb. And I was like, well, you know what it is, what it is. And I thought, you know what? Here I am live. And I thought, okay, so what, and I even said this out loud. I'm like, okay, so if I, I want to turn it around, obviously I don't want to feel this way. So if I had a client that came to me or a friend that came to me and was like this, what would I tell that person? So I was like, okay, so what I would do is to say, you know, there's two things you can do. If you can control whatever is going on, then, you know, take action. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just sit there and cry about it. If you can't control what's going on, which really was the case here, then, uh, you know, you have to accept it. So I thought, okay, is there anything I can do to control the situation? And, and literally no, but I could send loving light energy out into the universe. And I, I do that a lot, especially like as a light worker, it's something that I do. So I... I did that right then and there on Instagram. I just kind of let it, not really a meditation, but kind of like, I guess kind of like a meditation, but just a practice of sending out, you know, loving light energy um, progressively starting with my heart center and, and the listener's heart center and just kept going out. And it ended up being something really beautiful. And when I was done, I felt great. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, thanks for joining me. And then, you know, there was that left where I closed it. There's that little button, like post this to your story or post this to your mm-hmm. feed. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to <laughs> do that, you know, mm-hmm. cause oh, I don't, I don't really put myself out there that way. And I thought, you know what, maybe there's someone who's not feeling well, maybe there's someone mm-hmm. who's feeling down and really needs that, that practice of setting out or needs to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of people, maybe they want to do it or they, they never, never occurred to them. They could. So I'm like, okay, so I shared it and it's there and good. I'm glad it's there, but I still feel kind of funny about it. It's kind of like if you ever worked in the corporate world and you have a meeting with your boss and you start crying, it's like, oh man, I'm that woman who cries in his office, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, so yeah, cancer season. I'm so glad. I mean, it'll be over soon. And <laughs> Like I said, yeah. by the time we love the, you, uh, cancers, just not your season. Yeah. So I actually have been looking into different types of meditation. I found one called the Metta Bhavana meditation. And that's uh, basically a loving energy meditation. And maybe I'll share the details of that in a future episode. But that was really, I've been doing that and I feel really good about it. So good. definitely feeling better. Meditation is amazing. Mm-hmm. 100%. Totally. Oh, and by the way, then the card I pulled today, so I've been doing a daily card pull also. Mm-hmm. Today I pulled the card and it it's from the Rebecca Campbell, I believe it's Healers of the Light or Keepers of the Light. That's what it is. And um, the one I pulled, first of all, when I was shuffling the deck, I knew I was going to pull it. Mm-hmm. And I pulled it and it was the Pleiades one. And it's about healing the universe. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, of course, that's the one I was going to get. <laughs> so it was really nice to get a sign like that from the universe. So that's awesome. I'm feeling a little better. I'm still a little meh, but you know, I'm getting better. Good. It is what it is. 
So anyway, you know, I'm feeling better and uh, looking forward to today's episode. It should be a fun one. You know, we had some really heavy episodes the past <laughs> couple ones. We had dreams and then we had the soul part one and part two really yeah, super deep, deep thought, like really deep dive. And so it, it's nice that we can be a little, lighten it up a little bit with the elements. So mm -hmm. the first thing we want to ask is why would anyone want to work with the elements? Like what's the point? And you know, they're the basis of nature. They help us to gain and maintain balance. So if you're ever feeling disconnected, this is where you turn to nature because nature connects us to everything and it's the healing power of nature. And if you're missing certain elements in your natal chart, your astrological birth chart, then surrounding yourself with those elements can actually help you feel grounded and emotionally balanced. So when I was still in Arizona, I moved to a new lake apartment and I felt overwhelmed by the water energy because I went from desert, average desert, to living lakeside. And it was so much water energy coming at me. And in my natal chart, I only have one earth, which is my sun sign Taurus. So what I did was I decorated my apartment in earth tones, which were green, brown, beige. And I made a table centerpiece with rocks and pine cones just to bring the earth element into my space. And that was enough to kind of counteract that overwhelming water element for me. You know, it's funny. You were practicing feng shui and you didn't even know didn't it. Even I know, know you it. say you don't know anything about feng shui, but you were practicing it because that's that's the base. Well, part, I mean, it's kind of the basis of feng shui. So that's yeah. pretty cool. And it wasn't until I was right, typing up show notes for this that I even clicked and made the connection that, oh, <laughs> I did decorate my apartment in greens, browns, and beiges. I didn't realize that I had even done that. So my subconscious for the win, right? It's like your, yeah, your subconscious always knows what's best for you. Mm -hmm. So I came across this amazing saying, and it was great for the elements. So it talks about air moves us, fire transforms us, water shapes us, and the earth heals us. And I thought that was just a beautiful dance of all these elements. Yeah, there's actually a band, a pagan musical artist called, I don't know if it's a band, but a pagan musical artist called Parnassus that has a YouTube video that chants that. Like they're, mm -hmm. like if you look up that quote, like if you want to know who said it, I don't know exactly who said it, but uh, that's what came up. So it's pretty cool. And, you know, when I was looking through, I, I do think that quote is amazing, but I also came across something and it's similar. Fire is I do. Earth is I am air is I think and water is I feel. And the Jungian philosophy is that the elements represent how we experience the world. So for them, fire is intuition, water is feeling, air is thinking, and earth is sensation or physical experience. So another way that you can work with the elements is if you do any circle casting or witchcraft, you can call the corners and call on the elements to add you extra strength. So you can uh, go earth, add stability, help ground me during this ritual, you know, et cetera, and move around the circle that way. Yeah. And actually that's what I learned to do when I do my ritual is I have candles that correspond to the colors in each direction and the elements are there. And there are also deities, female deities that I work with for each direction. So yeah, yeah. pretty cool. All right. So let's get to one of my favorite elements is fire. So the fire element, the direction is south. Colors for the element are red, yellow, white, orange, and gold. 
And as far as a chakra goes, it's solar plexus. And I was a little bit surprised that it's not the sacral chakra because when I think fire element, I'm thinking passion and sexual energy and creativity, which is all that sacral chakra. So the solar plexus is about confidence, personal power, independence, and willpower, and that matches that fire energy. It's not just about sex. The sacral chakra is actually about a different element. So yeah, I'm still going to, in my mind, I still associate it with sacral. So if I were going to do chakra work, I would probably still associate fire with sacral, but that's just me. You do you. As far as tarot and divination goes, the fire element corresponds to the suit of wands and the knight's court cards in particular. And these cards represent action, creativity, impulsiveness, travel, passion, and anger. And if you like to scry, then scrying into a flame is called pyromancy, and it's just a different form of divination. Now, astrologically, the fire element corresponds to Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. They all share the common qualities of being action-oriented. They love adventure. They're impulsive, competitive. They have strength, enthusiasm, and creativity. The planets involved in the fire element are Mars, the sun, and Jupiter. Now, to me, Jupiter is a little bit of a weird one because when I think Jupiter, that's the Roman word for Zeus, king of the sky. But if you break it down, Jupiter is the ruler of Sagittarius, so that's why it may be considered a fire planet to some people. Now, if you want to work with the fire element, you can do a little feng shui, and that would mean decorating with the colors of red, orange, or bringing in that fire element like candles or electronics. Now, electronics, you might be thinking, how the heck is that the fire element? But (laughs) lighting is considered fire. So anything that emits light or electricity would go along with that fire element. So your TV. And any images of snakes, lizards, bees, crickets, or scorpions are also considered fire element animals. Now, other ways that you can work with the element are to burn candles or burn herbs. I love to burn herbs. If you've listened to our past shows, that's one of my favorite ways to Girl, you cleanse. love to burn anything. I like to burn things. I know it sounds like I'm a little pyro, but... Uh, <laughs> and you can work with crystals, okay? There are certain crystals like carnelian, fire agate, red jasper, fire opal, ruby, garnet, tiger's eye, orange calcite obsidian, which is also called dragon glass, moldavite, and amber. Now, you can bring in that fire element when we're talking about passion and have sex or some vigorous exercise will also bring in that fire element to you. Now, if you like to work with magic, the fire element is represented by candles, an athame or dagger, burning herbs, incense, or a magic wand. And herbs and plants that correspond to the fire element are allspice, cinnamon, ginger, cardamom, and some mythological creatures that have to do with fire are dragons, the phoenix, and salamanders. Very fiery. I love me some dragons. I watched Game of Thrones. I like binge watched it a couple months ago. And so the dragon stuff, you know, it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. All right, let's move on to air. This is my sun signs element. And the direction for air is east. The color associated with it is yellow. And it's associated with both the heart and throat chakras. And for tarot and divination, it is associated with swords and also kings from the court cards. 
This is about, again, with Tyrone Divination, it's about masculine energy, thoughts and ideas, intellect, clarity of mind, also power and authority, strength, protection, courage, and of course, communication. Back, way back in history, the Chinese, Greeks, and Romans all use the practice of listening to the wind and which direction it's coming from as a way to divine. So if you wanted to try that, you certainly could. Other divination options using the air element would be things like casting runes, bones, or like I do, casting charms. And also you could use smoke to scry, which is called capnomancy. That's definitely a new word. It is. (laughs) Add that to the word of the day calendar. As far as astrology, the signs Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius are all air signs. And the common qualities between those signs are intellect, intelligence. Uh, They're usually very clever, very analytical. They're kind of airy and breezy. They work quickly, often change their minds, and they definitely can be hard to read. Sometimes they often get accused of being detached. And they also sometimes can get lost in fantasy versus reality. There are huge daydreamers. Um, Also, they can get confused, but always, always, always they march to their own drum. (laughs) And the planets associated with the air element are Mercury, Venus, Uranus, and Saturn. And in some cases, Jupiter. It depends who you talk to. Right. I vote team air for Jupiter. (laughs) So here's something I learned about myself only probably about a year ago. So my sign of Aquarius is an air sign. And I never really realized this, but I remember, you know, like all for as long as I can remember, whenever I'm driving in a car, I always have to have the window cracked. Like I just have to have that air coming in. And in my home, I always have to have the window cracked or the door cracked a little open unless it's like ungodly hot or, you know, (laughs) snowmageddon or something. But even during snowmageddon, Mm -hmm. I did have the window cracked a little bit because I really like to have that air air coming in and out, like circulating. Because when it's all closed off and I'm in a closed, completely enclosed space like that, I just don't feel right. And it never really occurred to me until about a year ago. I think that's because of my sun sign being an air sign. I have a lot of air in my chart. And I just think that's why. So I can't believe it took me that long to figure it all out. But and I've got, you know, I've got that big moon roof in my car and I just love it. I have it open any chance I get. So that's actually one way you can work with the air element, just bringing more air into your space. Feng Shui. So in Feng Shui, they have different elements, but air isn't considered an element because they work with qi, which is the energy. So you want the energy to flow. So it's kind of an overlap or kind of somewhat the same, but not quite. But anyway, as far as Feng Shui, you just want to keep that energy flowing well in your space. So keeping a window cracked open, like I said, um, and also avoiding obstacles You know, like if you have your furniture placed so that the traffic flow isn't great, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be detrimental to your flow of chi or your flow of air. And also make sure you keep your surfaces clean because if dust gathers or if you have a lot of corgi glitter laying around like I do, (laughs) um, the chi, the air can kind of get stuck, you know, and cling to that. So it, it does kind of slow that down. Other ways to work with the air element include using incense, essential oils, fragrant flowers and herbs, any other scent like that. Scented candles are double duty because they're both air and fire. So you can bring both of those into your space with that. Also, of course, decorating. So you can use the color yellow. 
Also fans, if you've ever seen like those oriental fans, that has a lot to do with feng shui. Also, you could use flags, buntings, or banners, wind chimes also. And one of the rules I learned about feng shui with wind chimes is that for best energy, for best chi, to have a wind chime that has six hollow tubes because the hollowness of those tubes allows the chi to flow. And the number six is lucky in Chinese culture. You can also bring in images of the sky, clouds, fog, storms, even a tornado, and pictures of windmills. Of course, images or little figurines of birds, butterflies, dragonflies, bees, or bats, any kind of those animals and things that fly in the wind. Also, sound is affiliated with the air element, so just playing background music. Or if you have an instrument you play or even just singing, and by the way, you don't have to be a, air quotes, good singer to sing. Just if you want to sing, do it. That's what I say. You can chant, whisper, talk, ring a bell, or strike a singing bowl, anything that makes a pleasant sound. Just like that. You've been waiting all day to do that, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) I almost forgot. (laughs) So you can also use smoke to clear your space, also known as smudging. And things like Palo Santo, white sage, or rosemary can all be burnt. There are many other options as well. Wearing flowy or breezy clothing like shawls or lightweight skirts and dresses. I love wearing like a maxi skirt that's nice and flowy. Also, you may not even realize that you've been working with the air element probably since you were about one years old because blowing out a candle like on a birthday cake is working with the air element, making a wish and blowing that out. And you can do that even if it's not your birthday. Yeah, it's low-key witchcraft, (laughs) y'all. You can also do that with bubbles. Some crystals you can use that have air energy include amethyst, blue topaz, labradorite, angelite, celestite clear quartz, and one of my personal favorites, fluorite. Now, if you want to do a ritual or a spell or some magic or some manifestation, you can put things on your altar or use in your ritual things like feathers, incense, a bell, chimes, leaves, also wings, or also athames and wands are also considered air because you're waving them through the air. I know they were fire, But some of these things actually do double duty, and this is one of those cases. Some herbs and plants that you can work with would be clover, frankincense, myrrh, lavender, lemongrass, pine, and cedar. And then some of the magical creatures that you could work with would include fairies, the phoenix, dragons, another double duty, the pegasus, and sylphs. And by the way, if you don't know what a sylph is, because I really didn't. I looked it up and the definition according to the online dictionary is an imaginary spirit of the air. It's like, that's almost insulting. Like, do they call fairies imaginary too? Like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know these things are real. (laughs) (laughs) So next we come to the earth element. The direction of earth is north. The colors are green and brown. The chakra affiliated with the earth element is the root chakra. And for tarot and divination, it's the pentacle suit and pages for the court cards. And the earth element tends to represent abundance, materialism, money, success, 
family, health, safety, security, property, and inheritance. So if you are thinking about grounding or scrying with crystals or crystal ball, that also falls into the earth element. And one of my things on the wish list for divination is I want to learn how to read tea leaves. That's on my bucket list. Yeah. Divination you list. You got to do that. You, you drink I, tea all the time, girl. I know. So if you are interested in reading tea leaves, which is tassiomancy, or you may see it as tassiography, then you can do that with coffee grounds or tea leaves, and that falls under the uh, earth element. Or if you're a wine drinker, wine sediment. How fun is that? Yeah. I got to be honest, though. If you... I mean, as a wine drinker, there isn't wine sediment unless wine has been sitting around for a little while, like in your fridge opened. And I only know that because I see it when I dump it out, like if I haven't finished the bottle, but it isn't <laughs> often that I fin- don't finish the bottle. So I don't know if I would see any wine sediment in my glass. You'd have to be purposeful about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a wine drinker. So that one's a new one for me, wine sediment. But you know what? If anything leaves dregs, I suppose you can divine with it right? Really, you could use anything to define with, right? Yeah. Anything. So astrologically speaking, the earth element corresponds to Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And they all share common qualities like being loyal, hardworking, stubborn, reliable, patient, honest. They can be a bit lazy, critical, or judgmental. The planets associated are Mercury, Venus, and Saturn. So again, I'm going to chime in, and I think Mercury is a little bit weird here because that's an air planet normally, but Mercury rules Virgo, so there you go. It it earns a place on the list here. Ways you can work with the Earth elements if you're into feng shui, as we discussed earlier, subconsciously decorating your apartment like me, (laughs) using yellow, brown, earth tone colors. You can add in some ceramics, pottery. What I did was add in pine cones, rocks that I found outside. I often pick up cool looking twigs, branches, and sticks, and sometimes make arrangements with them to stick in my house. You can garden, go for nature walks, or camping can all put you in touch with that earth element. Adding plants to your home is another great way, super easy way to bring in that green energy into your house. Also, if you like to decorate and you love critters, then images of deer, cows, dogs, worms, gophers, moles, rats, and horses. I don't know if I would be decorating with some of these animals. I just got (laughs) to say that is not my jam. But eating fresh fruits and vegetables or using fresh herbs in your cooking is an excellent way to ground and bring in that earth element. If you practice magic or you want to use anything in your rituals or manifestations, then anything to do with herbs, salt, putting pentacles or coins on your altar, bringing in wood, like interesting looking sticks like I do, (laughs) plants and flowers. Crystals associated with the earth element include emerald, tourmaline, onyx, green aventurine, peridot. And specific herbs and plants for the earth element are sage, honeysuckle, oak, ivy, and cypress. And if you love to work with elementals, then consider gnomes, dwarves, the garden fae, trolls, giants, and dryads, your peeps. So our next and last but not least, element, the fourth element is water. And for water, the direction that it's associated with is west, also associated with the color blue and the sacral chakra. 
And if you're work doing tarot or divination, water is associated with the suit of cups and the queens in the court cards, because this is about creativity, feminine energy and emotions, feelings, using your heart, also about intuition and psychic abilities, the unconscious and subconscious, introspection, inspiration. Also, when you're using Tarot, especially with the Rider Waite Smith, or even if you're using Oracle cards or any other type of cards, water often represents travel, especially traveling over water, like overseas. And you can do some scrying in water or also in a mirror that's considered working with the water element. In astrology, the water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And isn't it interesting? We were just talking about the Cancer you know, cancer season and how we're turning on the waterworks, you know, you got emotions <laughs> in crying, you know, tears. Uh, anyway, just made that connection. <laughs> All the feels. Common qualities of those signs are they're ruled by emotions. They're intuitive and spiritual and very imaginative. Also very loving and highly sensitive but sometimes they can take on others' energies and they are very private and secretive. And sometimes that can lead to them being reclusive. Mercury, Venus, and Neptune and the moon are the planets associated with the water element. So if you want to work with the water element and bring more of that water energy into your space, the way to do it with feng shui would be to use black or blue colored items water, literally water or images of water, glass mirrors or crystal like, you know, crystal glass. Also, you could just set up a fish tank or a fish bowl. Decorating with blues and turquoise is going to bring that water element into your space using mirrors and fountains. Oh gosh, I love fountains. I used to have mm -hmm. fountain outside, a fountain inside. I swear I'm going to get another one soon because I really mm -hmm. miss that, that lovely bubbly sound. Also, images of the ocean, a pond or a creek, nautical or beachy decor items in colors like coral, shells, and mermaids, of course, my favorite. Images of fish, seagulls, sea turtles, frogs, starfish, crabs, seahorses, all those kinds of sea creatures will also bring that element in. If you were listening to our episodes a couple episodes ago, it was episode 36, actually, we had Shannon Price from Earthy Bruja on. She was telling us about spiritual bathing and how to do that. And of course, that is an excellent way to use the water element. Now, of course, you'd also want to bring in additional elements with that. But naturally, you know, you're working with the water. That's a big part of it. And don't forget, you can also do spiritual bathing in the shower by working with that water. Of course, making moon water. We talked about that in episode 22. So basically how you do that is just use some cleared or natural water like spring water, set it out in the moonlight. And you can do this in a full moon or a new moon or whatever you feel like. Uh, but bring it back in, you know, before the sunlight or the daylight hits it. Just keep in mind that eclipses are chaos energy. So sometimes you might want to bring some chaos into a situation, but if you don't want to do that deliberately, I would just avoid the eclipse time. Also, you can make rose water or sun water. And I even saw on TikTok, someone chopped up some banana peels and used, made like a tea out of it and use it to water his plants because of the nutrients in that. So that's, you know, all different ways you can use water. Of course, April's favorite, brewing tea. Right? <laughs> and 
making infused water or oils. You know, I've been making a lot of sun tea lately, especially mm-hmm. as warm as it's been. It's so nice. I just put it out on my patio and I don't have to, he- I don't have to use any energy for it. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Cleansing your space with moon water or any other cleared water is another option. So what I like to do when I do that is just add a little bit of sea salt for protection and then sprinkle it around the perimeter. I also do that in a ritual if I'm casting a circle. Crystals with water energy include Larimar, Blue Aragonite, Ocean Jasper, Ocean Obsidian, Aquamarine, and Moonstone. And then if you wanted to bring the water element into your magic practice or ritual or manifesting, you can use things like seashells, ocean or rainwater, uh, cups or chalices that symbolizes water, of course, bowls, a scrying mirror, hag stones, seaweed and a cauldron. And you know, April, you put that in there, a cauldron. And it's mm-hmm. funny for me, I think when I think of a cauldron, I think of the fire element because a cauldron is what you burn stuff mm-hmm. in. But I guess really, obviously, a cauldron is what you cook stuff in. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a dual. It's a dual thing. It's one of those dual things. Yeah, sure. Some herbs and plants associated with the water element include apples, aloe, chamomile, gardenia, jasmine, lily, rose, willow, the lotus flower, and of course, watermelon. Some magical creatures that are associated with the water element, of course, are selkies, undine, mermaids, kelpie, sirens, and sea serpents. So now that we've gone through all of that, April, tell me what is your favorite element and why? So you actually assigned me my two favorite elements. So if I could pick my superpowers to inherit, I would pick fire and earth. So I love the fire. I don't know. I just like burning stuff. I I know it sounds like a total pyro, but I love the ritualistic action of burning herbs, burning candle. Candle magic is one of my favorite ways to do magic. To me, using the fire Mm -hmm. element feels more ritualistic than some of the other elements and what's your moon sign or your rising sign sorry yeah i have have a lot of fire in my chart i mean i've got four air three Mm -hmm. fire two water one earth so great it's there a fire sign so we're both leo rising you and i and i am an aries moon so i'm a double fire you're extra fiery I'm extra fiery, which is good because it motivates my stubborn, slow, lazy Taurus ass to like get out there. Yeah, it actually, <laughs> I guess I can see how that would come right? And that. to give me a little extra oomph oomph. So that could be another reason I love the fire element because fire is action. Fire is passion and creativity. And so I bring that element into my life to bring those ideals into my life. So I love that. And then the earth element, I love everything that stands for loyal, stability, Mm -hmm. grounded, trustworthy, all those things. So those are really my two favorites. How about you? So I know you said I assigned you those (laughs) elements, but honestly, I was being a little selfish because I took my two favorites (laughs) for myself. It worked out. But I kind of, I kind of figured because I know you so Mm -hmm. well, I figured those were the elements that you'd want to do anyway. You were correct. That was good. So yeah, definitely air and water. I mean, I've already talked about how much I identify with the air element already, you know, wearing breezy clothes and having the windows Mm -hmm. open all the time and singing and making noise. And I have music playing all the time, you know, it's, that's a thing for me, but even still, I think more so I really love the water Mm -hmm. element and 
that is the dominant element in my chart, even though I don't have it as one of my major signs. Neptune is the planet that has the most influence on my chart. And of course, that's associated with water. And I'm just very drawn to the beach and the ocean. And like, I don't, I can't even imagine going on a vacation and not being in the mm-hmm. ocean. Like that's, that's a vacation for me. If I'm landlocked or whatever, then this is business or seeing family. Like it's not, it right. doesn't compute. So, and as you know, I mean, my apartment is filled with blues. Oh, yeah. I have so much and my, my clothes too, like looking at my closet, 50% of my shirts are blue and then 50%, like 30% of them are black. And then you've got a bunch of other things mixed in, yeah. but yeah, definitely. Uh, that's, that's my, yeah, and I, I think you're like a mermaid masquerading as a human, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And even. Uh, you gave me a dog bowl, a bigger dog bowl for my dog, Bella, because she's needing yep. to drink a lot of water right now. And guess what the dog bowl had at the bottom, you guys? A mermaid. Yeah. The little, it's actually the Little Mermaid from Disney. Yeah. It was because I accidentally bought two of them. I didn't know it. Like they came from two different sources. I must have been doing some <laughs> late night shopping. And then the next day I forgot that I had ever done it because they both came in the mail. I was like, oh, so I had that forever. When you said you need a bowl, I'm like, oh, well, here, I don't need to. Karma, you know, she's good yeah. with one. So, oh, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely a lot of, I definitely have a lot of mermaid mm-hmm. energy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you enjoyed this show on the elements and how you can bring them into your life. Yeah. Thanks guys so much for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next time. This has been Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen. Find full episodes on your favorite listening platform or visit spiritualbasicspodcast.com.